Blog Talk Radio. everybody, welcome to the Neil and Kristen Bacon Psychic Hour. We've got a caller in the queue, so we're going to get into that caller shortly. 914-338-0164 is the call-in number. Please press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. And of course, we invite our callers and listeners to join us on Facebook and on Twitter and right here on Blog Talk Radio. Those accounts can be found under Neil and Kristen Baker Psychic. Um, and I think that's it. That, we're ready to take the call. Hi. Hey. I'm Hi, listening Jerry. today. How are you guys doing? Are you just listening? Huh? You're just listening? I didn't. I thought you had your hand raised. I, I'm sorry. I did I actually? I'm, it, I may have. I'm so sorry. No, I, I may have no, not noticed. I just saw a caller in the queue and I thought, oh boy. But if anything comes ahead. through, just let me know. Anything coming through, Neil, for you? Well, the only thing uh, at the moment that comes through to me is something to do with taxes. With what? Something to do with taxes. Ah. Not Texas. Taxes. Yeah. So is there anything, if there isn't anything going on, just forget it. But if there is. There is. I mean, I've had ongoing issues with that. So what we'll do is we'll just clear the ongoing issues because we don't want you to advertise your, you know, your problems like that. No, absolutely. Um, But what we'll do is we will put out energy since there is a significant connection to the topic and the concern. What we'll do is just clear up the energy so maybe it will work in your favor. We don't need to know the details. Well, we Sherry just had a birthday, so um, 4-11-73 is her birthday. Four oh, days so happy ago. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Um, Thank you. Any, just out of curiosity, has there been any thought about a relationship, romantic relationship in your mind? Yes, but I'm you know. not prioritizing it because, you know, when you get too impatient on that, it just pushes it out. So I'm not, that's, you know, not even my focus. You're not focusing on it, but it has come into your thought process. It has come into your mind. Yeah. It has. Okay. So that's just the validation that you've been thinking about it, but you're not wanting to put too much energy into it. What? What's the birthday? 41173. She's a 268. And um, 
I don't know. Anything else? Uh, property? Are you still in the same situation? Yeah, unfortunately, but I'm still hanging on. I'm not wigging out, but <laughs> the sooner the better on that. Yeah. You know, uh, since you've celebrated a birth date and you are uh, 49 years old, uh, there's a certain significance to that as well. Now, your, multi, your master number is eight, so your last recent change, according to your master number sequence, was at 48. Now, you've cleared that year. So on a karmic level, that would suggest that, well, you're well beyond your, your dramatic karma up to the age of 26. But now that we're considering it's, what, uh, 22 years later, 23 years later, uh, that's quite a, almost, you're almost getting close to another multiple of your karmic number of 26, which would put you when you're 52. You're not there yet. Almost. We're getting there. We're getting there. Now, you, your master number is eight. So on your linear code, all the numbers are less than eight. Four one one seven three. So it's like you're the captain of a ship of kind of inferior energies. You're the captain eight, and the best player on your team registers a seven, seven. then it goes to a four, then a three, then two ones, which sometimes are on the bench. But nonetheless, that's what you're commanding. You have to think of yourself eight as a commander and commanding your karma which is, which can be uh, occupationally-wise or romantically-wise a bit challenging, even in location. We know you have some location and inhabitation issues. But the eight, Sherry, is a good sign that you can pull this all onto shore, all your numbers. I mean, if... If, if we just look at the 41173, we have 10, 21, we have a 257. We don't look at the century right now. We have a 257. So you alluding or, or connecting to spiritual guidance or you going inside and seeking your own spiritual connection or above your, your head to a spiritual energy is in your favor. Because in your last lifetime, you might have been spiritual, but you didn't make the grade. That's why your seven is sitting in your 73. Mm. Now, what's the difference between seven and three? What's the difference? Four. Which is in your month. That's in your month. So those two fours equal eight, which is your master number. Now, those two fours are the themes of balance. You've got to balance your karma with your transcendence. You know what? You've got to balance your life so nothing is too lopsided. And, and then, therefore, uh, regain the power of your eight. Because there was something, a spiritual element. I think in your past life, your spiritual element was tempered by your appetites. You might have been in that light. I could just near a seven, three. Three. Three is stomach. So your spiritual elements might have been when people, all they do is pray for more money or, you know, pray for a relationship, 
pray for a house, and they, they allude to God or spiritual higher energies to get what they want, but it's all earthly. And their comments about higher spiritual powers are kind of like on the side. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, God, God, yeah, I know. But they don't, they don't connect in a wholehearted way. Now, in that lifetime, somewhere you skip that beat. So now you're an eight, but spirituality is still tucked into your energy. You're doing that. There's a theme of balance. So you say, you just said, well, I don't want to be in a relationship right now. I have got other things to concentrate on. So that means you're, you're doing a balancing act. You're prioritizing your, your efforts to achieve um, well-being, and you're, so you're prioritizing in the, in the journey of getting balance, which is appropriate. I mean, you can comment anytime you like. You think this is a bunch of hope, and go ahead, tell me. You're talking to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, I agree with what you're saying, and I am trying to balance something out, and I am actually using spirituality to do it. So I think I'm doing well, the right thing. I mean, you don't have to go into too many details, but just how are you applying spirituality? I think that's the main... Um, It's the foremost. Like, um, I'm not making moves without it. Right, but I'm not... But I'm just... I'm just curious... I'm just, for the sake of curiosity, the fact that she's on the air right now, what... What... How are you applying spirituality? What is the spirituality, the content of the spirituality that you're applying... How is that um, manifested? I would call it more of a free thought kind of way that I apply it. And so I use it in a way where I strengthen myself through strong mental work to get what I want instead of using physical work. I, I don't know how to explain other than that. Like That's before, I was trying to do it. Physically, like I wanted to make X, Y, Z. I was going to do it on my own, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like, well, why don't we let abundance come to you (laughs) instead of you busting your hump all the time? And so I'm letting things manifest on their own, which takes more time, and I'm learning more patience and things like that. But it's new for me to do it that way. Well, the only comment that I would have is that that's more almost the sixth chakra. We're talking about the sixth chakra, manifesting abundance and things like that. So in order for you to balance your fours and create that eight, getting into a more spiritual essence, not just manifesting. And manifesting is actually three, too. Well, in her, in Sherry's journey, what she's actually doing is she's putting the four one one together. So she's regrouping her soul into a a mental state, because that's the sixth chakra. Yeah, it's all mental. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's mental. It, what you're doing is actually through the journey of your linear code. Oh, you're right. actually accomplishing your goals by 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 mentally putting your energy into a spiritual context because the four one one has been broken up, meaning a six. And right. that then will lead to seven. So you'll probably have some kind of in your attempt, Sherry. At some point in your life, maybe 52, you'll have another epiphany 
about how you can comfortably explore even mental spirituality into pure spirituality. Now, that's a big leap, mm-hmm. and you're not expected to take it yet. But you're but on the right. If I can path. get it done in this lifetime, I'd love to. Well, your your code says you will. Okay, because that's what I'm working on. Because I I just feel like if I can master that in my mind, that I took care of business this time around. Well, you you yeah, your code says you will. When you look at the other part of your year, seventy three, there's a form between. So seven and four is eleven. There's your day, and seven four three is fourteen. There's your first two numbers inverted. So what you're doing is you're having to travel through the course of your life to evaporate your karma and replace yeah. it with a spiritual essence. And your code suggests that. And you, apparently from your dialoguing, how well we've known you over these years or whatever, yeah. you appear to be on the right track in your journey. And it's all systematic. It, it's a process. Yes. And there's weird spots in it that freak me out, but I'm still carrying on. So the weird that don't worry. The weird spots. Uh, you have an eleven in your day. That's that brings in a lot of weirdness and darkness. And problem in relationships. You know, that's part of the karma. That yeah, you I don't have a bunch of friends, and I'm out in nature right now, which I think is part of the path being kind of alone right now. That's why I'm not rushing it, because when it's over, it's over. There's no sense in rushing it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And you're connecting probably, you're retracing some of the steps you've been in, in literally in a past life. Your yes. 1973 is an 11 too. So, 11 also. Uh, Wait. Yeah, 11, 11 also. Um, so it, it, it suggests that, yeah, there'll be weird spots throughout your life. The way to evaluate those weird spots is to stay mentally spiritual. Then if you understand that, you can evaporate the weird spots. They'll dry up. Okay. Well, I'm in one now. And like I said, once I get past this one, I'll probably feel a lot better. But I'm hanging in there. I I believed you when you said by August it would all be cleared. October or August, you said it would all be moved past. Uh, ideally, yeah, that's the train station stop. If we don't have any, you know, pitfalls along the way, something fall on the tracks. Just, right, that's right. my goal. That's the schedule. But uh, And that's good to know. Sometimes buses run late. Sometimes karma stakes us into the ground for a minute or two. Don't worry about that. Okay, that's, that's what I'm. Goal. That's what it feels like. I just want to make sure I'm not delaying anything by continuing to ask for it, by just not doing correct thinking. No, you're not. I don't pick that up. Your your ego would have to be outstandingly obnoxious. To uh, you seem to be humble. You seem to be aware. You're not killing anybody. You're not no. raping anybody. You're not stealing. No, from any, no, you're not doing any of that things that would put you in psychic jail. And as far as your attitude is concerned, it seems to be pretty healthy. So remove the doubt, remove the doubt and fear of, of the weirdness, replace it with faith, give it up to the creator, and 
keep moving forward or whatever you believe in that's above you, you know. Yeah, the universe and divine intellect. I believe it's all mind and that this God, or I say God because I don't know another word, but it's like there. it's so smart that all of this is on a path or code, as you say. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be some kind of code going on. Just, I mean, even Darwin would say there's a code going on. Scientists will say, doctors will say, everybody talks about codes when they read things or look at things. So, the, but uh, the naturalists code. will say there's a code to the world. I this think so. Too, but I'd like to think that when we clear karma, we are moving our code around a little bit. Maybe not off oh. the main goal, but I feel like I've done some. But that's exactly what we're talking about. You're totally right. So we're talking about, you know, you've got a 41173, putting that 411 together into the six. You're talking about the mental state rather than, you know, using physicality to try to yeah. try to conquer your problems using your mind. Um, and so that's transformed that 411 into a six. Um, but yes, I mean, it's true. You can, you can alter your code. Um, in the process of uh, in the process of trying to either improve or you can also alter it in a negative way. Right. Whoever, not not to not to imply anything dark, but did you ever see the movie Deliverance, the, the dueling banjos? The Deliverance, you said. The movie Deliverance, the scene where they have the dueling banjos. I don't remember that part, but I saw it a long, long time ago. Well, that, you don't remember that, that just part. Listen, you, the just banjos. listen. You can go online and just listen to the theme of the dueling banjos. Okay. D-U-E-L-I-N-G. Now, that is a good metaphor for how we try to get into our karma, into our essence, and it suddenly transcends into something we can barely touch. It just goes off into, into the outer spheres. It's an, it, it's, I always looked at it as a beautiful metaphor where one banjo tries to connect to another banjo, but then the other banjo suddenly lifts off into a space that the other banjo can't follow because it's too advanced. It's too complex. That's like chasing our transcendence, but it can be done. Yes. Because our transcendence is saying to our bodies, I don't belong here. You know, I'll be here as long as you need me, as long as we have karma, as long as we have work to do, but my home is on a higher level. Right. And at times I'll let you see what that higher level is, and you may go, oh, my God, how do I ever get up there? But you can, because you own, you're in possession of that soul and spirit. So you can't do it. I'm going to try. Okay, good. Okay. Thank you, guys. I always love the details. Okay. Welcome. All right. Thank you. Sure. Chat team. Okay. I'll have listen. a great day. Okay. You know, um, I once got in an argument with a guy. Was once? Oh, <laughs> uh, I think yesterday I got in an argument with somebody. Always oh, something. But um, now his name is Joe. And I used to say... Is he a regular Joe? His name was Joe. Average Joe. And I 
And I don't know why. I was probably playing with words because I did was a kid. And he said, hey, do you know the banjo? And he hit me in the head because he thought I was saying banjo, oh, you know. And, and uh, we got into a big fight until I fought suddenly out of the tussle I was talking about the instrument. But when we have words, you know, the combination of words, banjo, we have the combination of karma and transcendence. So when you look at the, you know, life is a compound. Just like, uh, you know, when they, when you have a prescription and, and it's not a regular prescription. They, and they compound have to it. A composite, a compa- a yeah. compound. Yeah. They do it the old way. They have to create. In the pharmacy, they, the pharmacy. Create, they create the prescription rather than coming from like a pharmaceutical company. Right. So we have compound. We have compost. We have we compost. Have composition. Compote. Compote. I think I need breakfast. Communication. Community. We have all these things that uh, suggest a, a, a double innuendo. What, what Chris and I have done is we've graphed per date into such a division. And we've devised a theory around it, and we've checked it out. I've checked it out for over 50 years, uh, Kristen, over 10, that we've looked at to uh, incorporate into our book. The reason it's taking so long, people probably think it's, you know, Sisyphus here. But the reason it's taking so long is it's one book, and then perhaps the two of us will do a liftoff. We're out of here. But the idea is that this book has to be, um, you know, it's our last massive statement to our fellow human creatures. Well, hopefully we'll be able to finish it. Well, or we don't finish it and the notes are there. Yeah, with Putin's boat boat being sunk to the bottom, he's probably... I know, you know, now you know about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew last night. I just didn't mention it to you about the books. Yeah, or yesterday afternoon. I just yeah. didn't mention it. Yeah, I, I figured it out in my astral truck. <laughs> right. His boat is his sunk, and he's up and down stamping in his office. Well, so, yeah, but they've attacked. I mean, I know they've become more. They, yeah, it's it's madness, madness, and criminal criminal war acts, but without question. Um, now, when we look at uh, this idea that our lives are segmented in many different ways, there are there are innumerable, innumerable segments in our life. But but above that, there are two also major segments: karma and transcendence. Working out our karma and and then striving towards transcendence, creating new energies that are not see transcendence is you're create you're done with karma you've worked out your karma. Now you're transcending, meaning that you're not creating new karma. You're not creating new negative karma. You're now creating higher energies that uh, well provide some contribution to the earth. To to your creatures, to your humans to life, plants, animals, every, everything. And you're creating this essence so that you leave the world with what? Grace. Grace. And it is 
part of a compound, because you could say G race, God race. It's our godly race to transcend. So grace is something, I mean, that's not what the word means, but we could play with it. And we can formulate an imaginative interpretation of what it is to transcend. Transcending means that you've completely occupied the seventh chakra of your being without consequence, meaning without something pulling you back to a lower chakra due to karma. So you have to have clarity. You have to have clarity. And one process, one verb, is well, one noun, verb, is forgiveness. Got to forgive. Forgive. Forgive doesn't mean you're a wimp. It just means forgive. And then you complement that by contributions to the planet. You're making contributions. Let's look at criminals. Well, you're sorry for what you did. Do you know what you did? Yes, I do know what I did. It was wrong. Okay. Then you're going to serve your time, and you, and you must devote a year or two or how many hours to community service. Community service. And if you do that grudgingly, or you commit another uh, begrudgingly, and you commit another crime, or you give us a bad attitude and flip everything off, well, we will revisit. And uh, so, you know, there's a metaphor. But we're all criminals. Every human being on the planet was brought back. (laughs) We're all here. Except if you've been elected to elected come back, to come back or if, self-elected. But just a point about that: whether or not you self-elect or not, even so, the soul would have transcended, but elected to return to the planet in order to serve the planet or d- yeah. accomplish some purpose on a spiritual level. Because a, a soul coming back to the planet on election is coming back only really to. Uh, for a spiritual purpose. Yeah. They're not coming back to, you know, be a, be a famous actor or something like that. Right. But um, the, 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 the thing is, the karmic book is opened up for that person. So even though they're coming back and would have transcended without karma, they have to come the back comic, and face karma. Yes. The comic book, comic book, the, the comic book <laughs> you, is coming back and, and you must pay your subscription entirely. And then you but, transcend. Yeah, then you transcend with Superman. <laughs> but the karmic book, you see, if you've cleared all your karma, the question may be said, well, then why would you come back to the earth with karma? You're not coming back with individual karma. It's, You're coming back with the energy of the earth. earth the right. dark energy says, oh, I hate you. I hate you. And so you have external karma coming at you. Right. But like Christ did with the, with the, the, yes. the devil. However, it, it may be external karma coming at you, but you can experience, you know, abuse as a child. I mean, it's yeah. not like. You know, it's not like the karma is a different content. Oh. I mean, it's a different definition of karma, but it's still manifests in a way that it would manifest for any other individual. And it can be a very intense illness. You know, whatever difficulty you in relationships, blah blah blah. Uh, dark karma despises light karma. So if you come back as an angel of light or a creature of well, light, no, angel of light, spirit of light. 
Yeah. She's not an angel. Right. You know, come back to me. Anyway, um, an angel. Unless you're Johnny. <laughs> uh, and he came back. And Shelly, Shelly Frappery was chasing him around. But if you if you come back and you're a spirit of light in a human form, you you are bound to get attacked. But it's not because of your individual karma. It's because of the now there's a warfare going on as there was in heaven between light and dark. And we're not suggesting anything dark is bad. Dark is a nice shade. There's nothing wrong with dark. The night isn't evil, but it has a thousand eyes. Um, and I think that was Gary Lewis in the Playboys. Uh, it's appropriate to discuss existence and how it's formulated into several numerous dualities, especially when it's on a show that's rather esoteric and uh, abstract. We, we don't have to prove anything on this show. I mean, we might have to prove that we have some abilities, but we don't have to prove anything. We're not scientists. We're not historians. We're not doctors. We are involved in the conversation of metaphysical elements. And, and that does not require proof as much as it requires the essence of believing in the flowing language of spirituality, which, which is diverse. There can be controversy, that's true. Um, but it, it is still, we still have to breathe and we still have to form an action in that breath, even if we just lay in bed. An atheist still has to breathe. An atheist still has to think and act and do. They may just say, I don't believe in God. I don't believe in spirits. There's nobody up there on the cloud. I don't believe in any of that. When you die, you simply turn to dust. I don't need to explain why we're here. I don't care. I don't believe in any of that. We're here. This is science. It's biology. It's evolution. It is what it is. And when you die, you just turn to death. In some forms, that's accurate. If you ele- if your elementary mind is connected to physicality, then you're absolutely true. There is no soul. There is no spirit, except in the essence of maybe inspiration or talent. But there's nothing else. And there's no way to prove it or disprove it. It's just simply a belief platform. So, you know, most of the people we deal with are not atheists. But I talk to atheists. Atheists have, have come to me for conference, with conference in mind, because they want to know, they may want to know, and they don't care where I'm getting it from. They're just measuring, well, you've been accurate, so tell me what to expect. But they don't want to hear all the beautiful rhetoric about spirits and God and angels. They just, here, here it is. Well, when will I sell my home? You seem to have a, a, a prediction accuracy. Just tell me. And, and that's fine. Because, you know, we're employed in, by the universe, by the universe to answer questions. Yeah, so, still waiting for that paycheck from yeah. the universe. <laughs> yeah. um, 
you got more or less paychecks. They send us all kinds of things in, in the mail, flyers and advertisements. It's terrible. The mail that that the universe sends us. Oh, horrible junk mail. But the idea that um, we, our conference is not exclusive to spirituality. Our conference is exclusive to the nature of communicating with fellow human beings and trying to be of some assistance. And if it does involve seventh chakra, fine. If it involves the first and second, fine. We can't be the judgmental. Can't be judgmental in that regard. Um, there's a funny line in in the in in both the uh, no, short novel by Armstrong called Sounder and the movie thereof that came out after the book, where um, some African American Black Americans are discussing the white church, and um, one says to the other, "Oh boy, that would be a nice church." To go to, but they won't allow me in. This is the, you know, back in early century, uh, late, um, end of the mid 19th century. So he says, well, um, I, you know, that's a nice church over there, that white church over there, but they, boy, you know, I'm black and they won't let me in. And the other guy says, yeah, God's been saying the same thing. It, it was a funny line. Because it, it it was by um, uh, both not it, it was it was actually said by a black folk singer, very famous. I forget his name, but he's um, oh my god, I forget his name. But he was in Sounder, and um, he does do some of the string uh, banjo and string banjo and guitar music in it. Um, Jesus, won't you walk by me? Jesus, won't you walk by me? You know, and so the structure of of spirituality is not a building. It's not even a parish. It's not an altar. It's not a community center. It can be, but that's not the ground rules. The ground rules are solitary confinement. The ground rules are that you can be alone, St. John, John divine. At Patmos. At Patmos, yeah. There's more than one St. John. You can be alone and receive a vision. Daniel. You can be alone and receive a division. uh, Division. division. (laughs) You can. (laughs) That's when your body is sliced in half. God forbid it's yes. (laughs) But you can receive a vision. You can be spiritual like uh, Sherry in the woods, in, among nature. It doesn't matter. If there's two or three, then okay. The more, the merrier. <laughs> Is that what they said in the Bible? If When there are two or three gathered here, the, the more, more, the, the merrier. merrier. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Christ had too much wine that day. <laughs> <laughs> and he was stumbling all around. You should have seen the other things that he did that they didn't put in. But, um, but you know, it, we have this confinement, Jonah. We have this confinement 
where we are given an opportunity to connect to spirituality without anyone being around. So I think it's important that, you know, those of you who are out there listening to the show and you feel alone, uh, and there's no one on the planet that really cares or connects, remember that being in, in a sense of solitary confinement within yourself, you're still not alone. First of all, you have the triad, me, myself, and I. Then you have the idea that there may be spirits or angels or guides. Then you have the idea that it may be God. God. <laughs> or maybe that butterfly that just flew by maybe is part of your friendship circle. Or the cloud that drifted by. Or the tree. The tree. But, you know, there, there, there is, when you look at it, there is that you can capture the essence of existence all by yourself if, you, if you're of that mind. Uh, Thoreau went and sees he went to Walden's Pond in the, in the attitude of this solitude of isolation. Walden Pond. What did I say? Solomon's mind? No, you said Walton's pond, like the Waltons. Oh, the, well, the, yeah. He, well, they went to their pond as well, Walton's visiting pond, on the TV yeah, set. Pond. Huh? My tongue didn't connect what? to my cleft. What? I met Walton Pond. Well, I know you did. I'm just saying he also visited Walton's pond. He visited the television set. Yeah, he was there. He was he there. Did go. He, he saw did go. John Boy and. He thought John Boy was St. John. <laughs> Except he wasn't. This was, yeah, John the Baptist, because he wasn't isolated like Patmos John. Now the funny thing is, he had a chess. He played chess with Grandpa, and um, lost, and became very depressed, and then broke civil disobedience because he got very angry and started to uh, raise a riot. But Henry Thoreau, uh, Cervantes, uh, the the um, uh, Don Quixote, written in a prison. Shows Nietzsche, written in a prison. You don't have to be around people to hit the essence of life. You can find it in, in general solitude. Um, the reference, it, I, I respect people who pray in the closet and don't go around shouting how spiritual they are. All the great things they do, I look more at the person in the closet that brings, meaning the solitary essence of energy, the unspoken, unseen actions that we express uh, in our connection to a higher being or in our connection to our higher self is magnified by the fact that there is an eye watching. Right, but I just want to, I just want to state that, though in solitude, yes, you can connect to God and spirit, Christ, angels, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Being of service is also an integral part of being spiritual. Being right. being of service on a, on a spiritual level, however, 
your point is taken and noted about being um, that you're not being ostentatious about the service that you give. And, you know, obviously there's some degree of promotion that has to occur if you're doing, for example, a podcast. And as you can see, we have (laughs) thousands, uh, hundreds of thousands of listeners participating today on our call. (laughs) But, uh, you know, there's some element of promotion that goes into doing spiritual service, at least in this capacity. Um, but the attitude that that you and I adopt in terms of giving service is not that we really advertise it to. We don't really advertise ourselves. That's true. I agree with everything you said, except for inferring that I'm often tenacious. <laughs> Um, well, you're always tenacious. I said uh, ostentatious. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. It's, um, There's something else I want to say. Well, go ahead. No, no. It's it's back on. You know, we can continue where we're, but I want to mention something. Well, uh, you know, when you were, I want to hear it because the when you were going on always been intriguing to me. Okay. But go, but we're, we're on this. So where's word, word else? Yeah, we're, we're on this topic for the moment. So oh. We can, well, about about the fact that, you know, being being solitary, solitary in your spirituality is 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 meritable. However, you know, you can't just be an island unto yourself. Well, Sherry mentioned uh, being in solitary confinement. She's 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 and she's witnessing, investigating, exploring her spiritual energy inside, uh, surrounded by probably um, some degree of problems or concerns. But Sherry also, Sherry also does reading. So, you know, she yeah, is, she gives out, she's she being gives, of service. So gives, she's doing gives that. to her, her fellow people. But yes, and that's important because the awareness factor just broadens. Mm-hmm. It, it broadens. It broadens so, it broadens so much that you can bring thieves into heaven. The, yeah. The, the idea that you, even to your last breath, there is this awareness of other-oriented energies that are majorly connected to the essence of transcendence, um, to the point that there's a there's a release of pain, there's a release of feeling. Like you've done something wrong. There's that act of forgiveness. Whether it's a clip from the prison before they go into an electric chair and the priest gives the last rites, forgiveness and all that, or whether it's the last breath that one takes after a long life surrounded by their loved ones, and it's just a touch of the finger and a closing of the eyes, and it is finished. So you know this 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 drama in life and and there's serenity. Um, but in terms of one's own individual approach to oneself, you've got to understand. One has, needs to understand that it's going to be drama and serenity. Drama and serenity. Well, you know the what I wanted to say is that we were talking about transcendence and that ultimate liftoff when the body and karma is dissolved and you're, you're off the planet. 
I mean, sometimes you transcend and there's some residual karma that you work through and go into the astral realm as a soul to get through, but you're off the planet. So you're still dealing with a little bit of stuff, but you're not at the high. I mean, obviously, souls, when they... Um, when they transcend the body, they don't all go to the same area of the astral realm. And of course, that's the highest level of spirit of, of that, you know, ultimate oneness of energy. And it doesn't mean that once you're off the planet that you're automatically there. But anyway, aside from that point, you know, we hear people talk about transcending issues in their life and transcending, you know, tra- transcending issues, transcending into a higher level in their career. So there are various levels of transcendence that occur within a lifetime, but not that ultimate transcendence. So the word can be applied to different situations that exclude ultimate transcendence. Just like there are small letters and capital letters. Exactly. But when we capitalize transcendence, then we are... saying that? Huh? What? Nothing. Yeah, well, when we, I know. When we, I, I get your point. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I'll tell you after the um, show. Right. It, there's, so there's levels of transcendence. Yes, there's levels. And so what my example is that you can have small letter translation of transcendence and capital letters in terms of it being the ultimate transcendence that lifts you off the planet. It, you can come back with good karma. Um, you can come back with good karma. But um, the idea is that you still come back. So what is the trigger that releases one from the planet? When we die, we go to soul and spirit. Now, the soul has to... The soul can't have any karma in it. So that the soul can now be released from the spirit and the spirit can transcend without the bootstrings of the of the soul dragging it back to the earth. Even if it's for one thing. I, I will often use the example of being in Europe and you left your stove on and you have to come all the way back to turn off the stove because nobody else That's why that's why you give someone else a key to your home so they can turn off the stoves and you don't have to come back. If, even, if it were that easy <laughs> well, in terms well, that, of transcending so the planet. The idea, that, that is a, a good example because there seems to be a suggestion that if you give your life to someone, if you give, give your life up your life for someone, someone it seems to be that it wipes away karma. Now, that seems to be the suggestion. I don't know what the ultimate um, conclusion is, but there's an allusion to that. The greatest act one can do is to give up his life for his fellow being. And maybe that is the key to uh, transcendence when we do that ultimate act. Home of the brave, um, the black soldier, who was totally victimized by his fellow white soldiers, lands and lands, puts his body on a hand grenade, a, a loose hand grenade, so that his fellow soldiers won't explode. And he throws his body on this live hand grenade. Um, another, you know, I think the Lloyd Bridges was in the film. 
But it's another example of the sacrifice and also the forgotten films and movies and books of what comes into the sweat of existence, what comes into the total sacrifice. Blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. So it is, that's another trinity. But, mm-hmm. but it is, a, you know, it, it is something to be mindful of because, you know, I mean, it's not our show. We want to spend some time underlying some more important things than just chit-chatting. Underlining more important things. Yeah. And then just pure chit-chat. And when uh, we have the opportunity, we like to discuss those things as well as teach. And teaching is, is something that um, obviously we try to do. So in the element of of the teaching, last seven minutes that we have. Yeah, last seven minutes. In the element of teaching, uh, and we get into this idea of connecting to something, even connecting to a dark thought, which might lead to something. Um, then we get into the idea of, like what Sherry was saying, was the mental state of existence. And whether we use that mental state to uh, achieve spirituality or, or to solve a problem or, yeah, or to I, capture something. I don't know if the word is achieve spirituality, but anyway, I mean, achieve spirituality. Achieve. Well, maybe, maybe that's not the right word, but well, it, it is a, it is seeking spirituality is still an accomplishment of the of between the mind, body, and soul. If we truly connect to spirituality, an achievement is still um, a, a noun, but it's a document of performance that something was done in the recognition of well-being. You reach it's an achievement. It's an endeavor. It's a process. Yeah, I know. I got it. And if you use the ladder of consciousness to seek something higher in thought, then you, you could call it an achievement without being too okay. statistical. But, but no, the uh, words you just tear them apart, try to figure it out. And, you know, we had somebody recently said, you know, I need to troubleshoot the problem. Not that I hadn't heard that word before, but because it it rang up on on the line of communication, I stopped to think, trouble? Shoot. Now, how does trouble shoot apply to figuring something out? It sounds like there's trouble, you shoot something. Mm-hmm. Troubleshoot. Troubleshoot. There's trouble in town, we've got to go out and shoot the guy. Outlaw, but how does troubleshoot command the process of solving a problem? It doesn't. It, it, it's, aren't there better combinations? But you know, so I was thinking about how we how we formulate the language and allow liberty of words to mean something that really make no sense pertaining to the subject at hand. But you can figure out how trouble shoot 
you know, it's like you're finding, you're pinpointing the essence of solving something. So troubleshoot is a bullseye, you know, could go that far. Or you're shooting down the trouble. You're shooting down the trouble, you're finding the trouble, you're finding the bullseye, you trouble and then shoot. You go through the process of trying to figure something out and then you shoot the essence of it out of the so that the trouble is no longer there. You know, maybe that's the colorful exploration of the compounded word. And somewhere probably there's a word origin that, you know, Jed Miller said it once and it became snagged into uh, folklore. Word origin. But uh, again, if we're going to troubleshoot our lives, because we all seem to be in some kind of complex of problem. All of us have a complexity of problems that we're surrounded by, even though we still utter, maybe reluctantly or enthusiastically, I'm, I'm fine, I'm doing good, everything's good. Would that be? Can you just give me a reading? I mean, why give a reading if everything's good? Would that be utter? there's still troubleshooting. With two T's or two D's? <laughs> utter, yeah. We've, we've worked with a couple of cows before that needed some... Uh, advice on uh, whether they should go dairy or not or jump out of the truck and run down the freeways. So, you know, you troubleshoot even in a generalized, peaceful manner of thought, like when a person says, can I just have a reading? How troubleshooting, I guess, comes into play because there's no specific topic. So you have to stir up something. And hopefully it sticks. Or resonates, right. Yeah. And then you're off and running. But life as it is, um, there's always something, at least in this hour, to discuss. Uh, In the next hour, who knows? Next hour, you know, or the final hour, uh, or 60 minutes, we have our essence of energy. Okay, well, I think that we have uh, done our service in this regard for the day, and we are back on the air at a regular time on Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern. We hope you join us then. Bye-bye. Oh, happy Easter. It's a good Friday, by the way. Good Friday. So have a great Easter, and it's the beginning of Passover for those who celebrate Passover. Now, why is it good? Let's talk about as we paid off in the airways. We'll say why it's a good Friday, not an excellent Friday. Like someone says, have a good one. Why just one? <laughs> I mean, since you're talking, why don't you say, have a good whole existence? Have a good one? Yeah, it's a millennial thing, I think. Yeah. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>